live. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strictly Casual Podcast. Today is Friday, May 22nd, 2020. We're your hosts. I'm James Walmer. And I'm Vincent DeSantis. This is your unoriginal podcast from unprofessional college students. Today we have 14 items on the docket for you in store today. Uh, just to highlight a few things, we got the Mafia Trilogy, we got Valorant, and we have um, some Modern Warfare Season 4 we're going over, and a little bit of uh, analytics. We got game stuff, business stuff, word. all sorts of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, we do. We got quite the charcuterie board wow. of new stories That's for you That's a nice way today. to put it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but first of all, first and foremost, Finn. Yes. What have you been playing? How you doing? Bro. I'm doing pretty good. I've been playing, to no one's surprise, more Modern Warfare. Unfortunately, it's just that's has okay. Me sucked You're in grinding, tied baby. Tired around the corner. What's your season? What's your uh, season pass rank? I uh, it's one hundred. Battle, battle it's, pass rank. It's wow. There you did. There it is. Um, I've been playing. Okay, I downloaded Infamous First Light this week, because um, mm-hmm. I wanted to finish it off. I heard it was an easy platinum. And I really love Infamous Second Son. So I jumped back in, and apparently I had already beat, like, half the story. So I finished up the other half in, like, a couple hours. And it was a fun time. I had a good time. Um, but I will not be going for the Platinum, because uh, I'm not really looking to grind anything right now. But uh, First Light, uh, it's fun. It's cool. It's Sucker Punch. Um, and the powers are so much fun. I just have a great time. So that's that. That's great. That's incredible. What, yeah, what have you been playing? All right, Finn. So this this week is a big week for me. Okay. Also, this microphone's taking up way too much screen real estate. Okay. I'm going to move it a little Perfect. off to the side. Yeah. Um, just so you can see me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Um, but to, um, this week is a big week because mm-hmm. I beat my second favorite game of all time for the first time. James Walmer. He did it, baby. He I did, did it. I beat Bloodborne. Beat Bloodborne. I beat Bloodborne. Got the true ending, the secret ending. Okay. The one in which you have to um, get all three sections of the umbilical cord. Okay. And then you eat the umbilical cord. Sure, as you would. And then, Duh, yeah. As you would. And then you fight the moon at the very end of the game. The moon. The planet. The moon. The okay. presence of the moon, more specifically. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds epic. It was epic. And so, right after you beat it, it throws you right into New Game Plus. Sure. To my surprise... So, Braxton and I, we were playing it together. Uh-huh. And so, um, we gotta get Braxton on the podcast, by the way. I know. Um, yeah, we do. Um, talk about him too much, not to. Anyway, so we're playing Bloodborne. And he beats the moon presence before me. And so our original okay. plan was we were going to beat uh, the game and then do the DLC right afterward. However, yeah. after you beat the moon, after you beat the final boss, it does the final cinematic. Okay. And then just throws you straight into New Game Plus. You wake yeah. up at Yusefka's clinic, and then that's So it. how do you complete Plus. the DLC stuff? You have to go back and get to the the certain point uh, in the game, which the DLC becomes available, which is the vicar after you beat Vicar Amelia, who's the big white dog lady. Okay. And then um, after you kill her, then, then you unlocked. go to the Hunter's Dream, pick up a thing, and then you can go to the, the DLC. Interesting. Again. 
So you have a lot of grinding to do to play this DLC again. Or to play I, it'll DLC. only probably take me like an hour. Okay. Because Cleric Beast is an optional boss. Um, freaking Cleric Beast. Uh-huh. Honestly, Vin, as easy as the Cleric Beast is, you can skip him. I have to beat him for my own personal... Uh, you just game, hug his butt, responsibility. Vin. I can't... You uh, just hug his butt. I know. I know. Hug his ass. Yeah, I guess I gotta. I really do have to. I'll, I'll, I'll do it with you, Ben. James, you beat it for me last time. I, this is something I need to accomplish on my own. I need to prove to myself that I can beat the cleric beast. That's not gonna happen until you redownload <laughs> the game, Ben. That's true. I need the, that willpower first. I have to defeat the boss of my 500 gigabyte hard drive before I can defeat the, uh, mm. the cleric beast. That's the hardest <laughs> boss of all. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Unbeatable. But... Now that I have beat Bloodborne, yes, Braxton's one of his one of his favorite games is Dark Souls Three. Right. So then we're gonna go through and play Dark Souls Three, a game which I thought I had, but I had to buy. Interesting. It was like Dark twenty bucks on BestBuy.com. Love it. So, good stuff. There it is. Okay, now, 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 now. Last week, no, no, no. We did a little reporting that. Uh, the Mafia Twitter account was tweeting a couple words, and they, uh, did they have a teaser out last week? I do not know. Yes. I believe they had a teaser. Okay. Well, they said on the 21st, which was yesterday? No. 20th? 19th? 21st was yesterday. Okay, so then the 19th, um, a trailer was released for the Mafia Trilogy, um, remastered, and a teaser... For Mafia 1 Remake. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yes, and this is a very important distinction. Yes. Because while all three are called Definitive Edition, so right. it's Mafia Definitive Edition, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition, and Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. I don't know why they named them all the same thing, because the first one does set itself apart. Yes. And that... I'm just going to get right into the Do it, articles. Yeah. Is that okay, then? Yeah. Um, so... This is straight from the MafiaGame.com website slash news. Um, so it's two remasters and one remake. Very yep. important distinction. So Mafia, the first game, Definitive Edition, this is straight off the website, quote, is a complete overhaul of the original game that was released and improves on the beloved classic in every way imaginable, rebuilt from the ground up by Hangar 13. It's a faithful but expanded 4K and HDR ready remake that not only makes dramatic improvements to the original visuals and gameplay, but also builds upon its award winning narrative and adds new features. Um, very cool stuff. Pretty damn um, cool. Okay. Pretty, pretty You saw damn the screenshots. Cool. Okay, so something yeah. that's. Um, so, Nibel, one of our favorite gaming news Twitter accounts. Yeah. Um, did a quick checklist of everything that's going to be coming to the okay. remake and so it's rebuilt from the ground up with updated script and with new dialogue and backstories new okay. cutscenes, new gameplay sequences and features and it's not using an original engine it's using the mafia 3 engine which is a little which scary. i don't i don't remember how well mafia 3 ran or um how good it looked to be honest uh, but it is coming august 28th now, is it using the Mafia 3 
engine that it came out on a couple years ago or this definitive edition i'm sure it's a remake so the graphics won't matter because in the engine like because they're rebuilding it but okay, mafia so 3 hangar just 13 okay. hangar 13 is the same developer as mafia 3 so i assume they're using the same mafia 3 engine okay yeah hmm. but the screenshots looked good I mean, I guess it's just a screenshot, but the screenshots look great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. Hmm. Because, like, I've never played the Mafia Trilogy before. I played a little bit of the third one, that's it. Um, And I talked about that a little last week. But I want to start from Mafia 1 and then play through all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And so right now... Oh, yeah, we didn't even say. So 2 and 3 are out right now. They came out the day of the trailer. They just they dropped them. Um, now, Mafia 1 Remake doesn't come out till... August 20th. Okay, August 28th. So it'll be probably around August, September when I actually play through these games. Um, which is a good thing I'm waiting, because there are some major problems with Mafia 2. What a segue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, just to highlight real quick. Yes. Uh, Mafia 2... And Mafia 3 are claimed to run with greatly improved visuals and audio. Claimed to. Claimed no, to. Ahead. Okay. Oh, at, at 1080 and 60 frames per second. Yes. Okay. That now, is the claim. That is the claim. Now, from the past week, we have had people say much differently, both on the Reddits, mm-hmm. on the Twitters, uh, on very true. a lot of gameplays we've seen. Um, and this headline is basically that Mafia 2 is unplayable on console due to frame rate issues. Um, mm-hmm. So many of these frame rate issues are while driving. I'm assuming it's when there's uh, load in and all that kind of stuff of buildings. There's a lot of pop in. I watched like a okay. video yeah. of Mafia 2 actually running yeah. on and going through a driving sequence, and they're going through like just a little inlet i guess little between two like apartment buildings Mm -hmm. or something like that and like it goes from a brown just like texture yeah and then every all of a sudden it like of course loads in all at once yeah i i saw a little bit of it and it was literally just the car like stuck and then he like jolts the whole time Mm -hmm. that looked terrible so apparently there's also input lag on the controls, which is not fun at all. Uh, you cannot properly hear anything while using headphones. So I'm assuming like <clears throat> you can't tell where things are at, whether there's headphones or maybe the sounds are weird. I don't. I'm sure really the article didn't. Um, okay. Didn't elaborate, but it said he can't properly hear anything. The motion capture isn't properly synced. Oh God. Uh, frame yeah. drops during cutscenes. And this is in nearly every section of the game. It's not just one section. Yeah. Um, the nice part is that some of these things can be, like, patched and stuff. But they have to work on a patch. Like, this is, like, that probably isn't coming soon. This is a piece of work. Yeah, it definitely is. And so I'm glad I'm waiting to play. Because I'm sure I, they'll I, it. I want to know who gave the okay to right. release this. Dude, and it doesn't even look great. The The remastered looks okay, it and it look looks good. a little yeah. bit better. Like, the mm-hmm. hair looks better, and the shadows look better, and that's about it. Um, but I did see a comparison 
from the audio. And I know this says um, that you can't properly hear anything while using headphones, so I don't know if this was with headphones or not. But um, some guy was testing the audio between Mafia 2 and Mafia 2 Definitive Edition, and like it sounded really cool. But somewhere in that process, it's like laggy with the game engine and everything like that, that it's not properly coming through. But someone that did get it to work, it sounded it sounded great. Hmm. Too bad there's too many bugs. Not not everybody's going to enjoy it. It's all broken. Yeah. No. Oh, and we should highlight the um, the prices. So. Oh yeah. What is it? It's sixty dollars for all three, right? It, it's or sixty for all three. You, yep. Or thirty each. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um. So it's it's actually not a bad deal. You're getting for sixty bucks. You're getting three. Uh, games two remastered and one remade um, and when you buy that $60 bundle that gives you access to two and three immediately and then it'll give you access on day one um, to the remake of Mafia mm-hmm. yeah pretty good price they're not trying to extort you there I don't think no it sounds like a fair deal yeah that's all I got on Mafia that's all I got I played it back in the day really liked it it's a shame yeah. to see it um Shame to see it fall, crash. Hopefully, in like a month, we can report that there's a patch for Mafia Two, and that everything is magically perfect. Hopefully, I just think it's. I I hate that developers choose to release these games that are obviously unfinished. You can tell they wanted to do that, like surprise drop, like make a little hype, and then like the trailer comes out, and it's like out now. When I would have been happy, it's like two months down the line. Right, I would have been very happy if they waited to release these with um, the Mafia 1 remake. I feel like they would have had more people buy it then anyways. Sure. Because that's what I'm waiting. Maybe there's a sale. Right. Who knows, you know? I can maybe get them cheaper. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's that. Alright. Okay. Now, yesterday morning. Do you want to take this one or you want me to take this one? No, oh, dude. You watched it live. Go for okay. it. Yesterday morning, like 8 a.m., got a little notification on Twitter as I was rolling out of bed um, that there was a Summer Game Fest uh, dealio going on. I was like, had no idea there was anything today. Um, So I jumped on, um, and it was a Valorant stream, or Valorant-themed Summer Game Fest. Uh, And basically what happened, just Jeff Keighley... Um, basically did his introduction to some game fest, gave the rundown for people that didn't know what it was. Um, and then it went to a little weird, uh, commercial like thing, I guess you could say where it's the dev in his room. And then one of the producers in her room, obviously like the social distance, they're doing like a video call. Zoom, Sure. Yeah. Um, and he says, we really want to get you Valorant like in these tough times, but we're sorry to say that we're not going to get you it this summer. Like, we're not going to get it this summer. And then it cuts to the producer, and the producer says, because it's coming out in a couple weeks. And then it's, like, all <laughs> hype. And then, like, they show a little CG trailer of, like, a kind of a tiny bit of a new map. Um, characters going at it. It looked sick. Uh, and then Jeff Keighley basically interviewed them, too. Um, and so the game is launching June 2nd now with 11 characters instead of the previously stated 12 this is because one of the characters is a little unbalanced and they're still working on him. Um, but they're going to 
that'll be like a month out of the game release which is cool that's just it's just more content that people can wait for and i think people are pretty happy with the amount of characters valorant has right now from what i've heard at least yeah um and there will be a new map and game mode at release as well they haven't said what that new game mode is yet but they said it's not team deathmatch um but they said it's going to be a shorter in-between game while you wait for the more competitive matches oh cool um and then there will also be some sort of season pass type season pass type thing with cosmetic items in it. Um, and then they talked at length about what they're doing to deter cheaters from playing. And that was it. It was a very short Summer Game Fest thing, maybe like 12 minutes. Um, but it was good because it was like right to the point. And uh, they delivered their news pretty, pretty successfully in my opinion. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. I don't think there's been a bad Summer Games Fest yet. Maybe news that I'm not excited about, but I kind of I like what they're doing here. It's a good idea. Sure, sure. I played the be- uh, the beta for Valorant. Yeah, Valorant a little bit. Uh-huh. It was fun. It's really hard. Yep, it's a lot of skill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had a good time. Yeah, especially like once you start to get the hang of it, you start to be like, oh, like now I can, now I can play. Yeah, but now I got God, this. It's never really. We're gaming, I never boys. Really got the hang of it. Now this is pod racing. Exactly. Uh, okay, but no, I'm I. Hopefully, when I get a PC, eventually here. Come on, baby! It's gonna here, happen. I'm really 180 and good. Um, then I can hop on some Valorant. That'll be fun. We can play James. I can't wait, Ben. That'll really be a great can't. time. It will. All right. Next up on the list, Treyarch's next Call of Duty title is rumored to be titled. Title, title, title. Title, Black title, Ops. Title. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. This yep. is an article coming straight from IGN themselves. Um, this title was posted by Leaker Okami, a source that is also backed up by Eurogamer sources. And uh, Okami said that this entry in the series will return to the series' roots. And so now, reports coincide. Hold, 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 Go ahead. Hold Go the ahead. phone real quick. Right. Do you remember the whole ca- ad campaign for um, uh, World War Two, Call of Duty World War Two? They're like, we're going back to boots on the ground. We're right back to the original Call of Duty. And the game is just okay at best. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate when they no, were some people really to the liked World War Two. I liked it for a little bit. It was fine. Yeah. But... I'll, I'll take Call of Duty 2 from way early on over World War 2. They're like the same game. One of them's just better. I never played Call of Duty 2. It's it's so Wait, much fun. But what about World at War? Oh, no, but that's... That's not World War 2. Is it? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a game that had Nazi zombies. That's the premiere oh, yeah, of well, Nazi yeah, zombies. I know. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Black Ops because that was during Vietnam. Sure. Sure. Anyway. Yep, sorry. So these reports... No, you're totally fine, man. Reports coincide with the recent opening of Call of Duty Warzone's bunkers, yes. which data miners suspect a model for a Cold War-era spy plane inside the bunker called mm-hmm. the U-2. Um, shout out Bono. This is important... <laughs> Because we have heard that Warzone will evolve to accommodate multiple games in the series. Um, so Infinity Wars, Taylor Kurosaki says that the Battle Royale mode 
will be the through line that connects all the different various sub-franchises of Call of Duty. So basically, as Call of Duty expands and goes forward as a franchise, Warzone will adapt and change um, to the different titles in the series that that's cool. continue to come out. That's a, that's it is a good cool. plan for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they continue to support it and make it interesting... I mean, Fortnite's surviving on, like, year four right now, somehow. Um, if COD can somehow make it relevant and interesting every year, or every couple months at least, um, right? I'm sure they'll have the fan base. People are really loving Warzone. Warzone's pretty fun. Um, I like Warzone a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it's my favorite Battle Royale. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking it a lot more than Apex, also. Apex was fun for a while. Really? Yeah, I think... Even though the movement in Apex is, like, great. But I think I'm, like, in... Well, I don't know. I don't know which one I like better, now that I'm thinking about it. But I like Warzone. Okay, now, uh, how do you feel that we're going back to Black Ops when there was a Black Ops last year? I'm okay with Treyarch doing... Continuing to do Black Ops. Okay. Um, That's, like, their token thing is black yeah. ops so um, i mean i would like to see something different because it just yeah. feels like they're really writing that ip into the ground um, yeah what four black ops installments mm-hmm. um, I, and i guess people just associate Treyarch with the black ops name like i get that which is okay yeah. but i guess like i used to a couple years ago i would have been like okay Black Ops is like the best Call of Duty series we have, <clears throat> but three sure. sucked, in my opinion. And four was okay. I had I had some good times with four, but uh, overall, four like, had Blackout. What was Blackout? Blackout was the battle royale mode. Before. Oh Warzone. my god, you're right. Why, mm-hmm. dude? I totally forgot about Blackout. That sucked. That was not good. <laughs> So, dude, the guy joined my party the other day in, yeah. uh, on PlayStation, and he was like, yeah, Blackout was way better than this Warzone garbage. Negative I like, Ghost Rider, I disagree. Hard disagree. Um, But I guess what I'm most excited for is Black Ops Cold War would be the campaign. That's, that's, that's what, what everyone's excited about. And to be honest, most of these campaigns are pretty forgettable, so I don't even know if I'm that excited for it. In theory... A younger Vincent would be so stoked about this game. Me right now, I'm just I'm okay. I'm excited to see, I guess what uh, what it is, but I'm not really super super into it or anything. Unless it's like Modern Warfare, good. I can't see myself buying it. Yep, I'll have to wait till then. Mm-hmm. That Modern Warfare gunfight beta hooked me, and that's why. Like that was the reason I bought it. I probably wouldn't have bought it without that beta. Wow. For reals, for reals. Okay, that's Black Ops Cold War. Now, yep. James. Now for some real news. For some news, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, this is hot off the press. Not really. This is just an update. Anthem is being worked on by a 30-person incubation team. This comes from Matthew Handran. Handran, I don't know. James, help me out on this one. Handran. Handran. Handron from GamesIndustry.biz. Um, in an official blog post, Bioware Austin Studio Director Christian Daly gave the first substantial update on Anthem's development since February, when it was confirmed that regular updates would be abandoned 
in favor of a more substantial redesign. We are committed to this project, says Daly, who added that the Anthem team is starting to validate our design hypothesis. So they haven't even started. Hypothesis. They haven't mm-hmm. even started. They're just they're still they're still mocking it up. There are around 30 people working on Anthem now, which Daly described as an incubation team. We are a small team earning our way forward as we set to hit our first major milestone goals. Spoiler, it's going to be a longer process. Dear Lord. And then, and yes, the team is small, but the whole point is to take our time and go back to the drawing boards. A small team gives us the the agility a larger one can't afford. Admitting defeat and shutting down Anthem after a year on the market would be a major blow to Bioware's credibility as a core gaming studio, Fai said. As Square Enix has shown, a hell of a lot can be forgiven and forgotten if a game's overhaul really works well, and perhaps even to the point of rescuing Bioware from serious reputational damage Anthem's launch state has caused. What Um, game did Square Enix revive? I don't know. I'm thinking about that as well, and I... I was going to ask if you knew, but I'm not quite sure. I'm doing um, research. But, so here's the dealio. Mm-hmm. I believe in Anthem. I believe that it can be a good game. It has, a lot, it has a lot, yeah. a lot of potential. Now, it when does. they tell me they only have 30 people working on making it better, and they haven't even started making it better, and it's been almost six months since they start, we started hearing rumors about it, uh, like about yeah. it being revamped. That's hard to hear because nobody's gonna wait well, they two gotta... years. I mean, I, let's say let's say this. In two years, we get a major anthem update. Everything's revamped. It's basically a new game, um, right? With the same cutscenes because they're not gonna do new motion capture and stuff like that. That's done. It's gonna be all gameplay focused. I bet. Unless. Unless they do. I think two years. It's gonna be old news and it's not gonna sell. What is it going to be on sale for like $5 and some people are going to pick it up and play it for like a day and hop off? They're trying to create a game that like people will spend a lot of time in and I don't think two years out people are going to be down. I don't know if people are going to be down. No, Vin. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yes. If it wasn't for the biggest turnaround in gaming history. That was No Man's Sky. Fair enough. Fair enough. That still has a core player base and remember hello games Mm -hmm. is a very small studio you're right you're right you're proving me wrong right now hello games is 25 people okay okay all right so even less than those who are working on anthem and i will give them the benefit of the doubt in terms of not being started on it yet because they have to re like basically recast a vision yeah Mm-hmm. for where they want this game to go, right? Because they had a vision for it, but yeah. that vision didn't work. Right. So they have to say, okay, well, what do we want to do with this game? Right. Um, and I'm excited. I saw this game on sale for, like, I think it was on sale for, like, five bucks, and I thought mm-hmm. about adding it to my library yeah. just so that when the time comes yeah. and the metamorphosis and Anakin Skywalker that was burning in the lava on Mustafar rises up to the glory of Darth Vader. <clears throat> Absolutely. I'll be ready. Yeah. Um, I I think it was like, I don't know, back when we were at school, like the last month, I re-downloaded Anthem just to, just to see where it was at. I remember and that. I'm like really close to done with the story, <clears throat> but I have to matchmake for the Stronghold mission. 
Oh, and no. nobody's playing the game, so nobody's matchmaking with me, and so I and I can't beat it by myself. Even I tried cheesing it, and I just couldn't do it. And so I can't even beat the story, dude. It's so frustrating. God, just turn into Dark Souls and we'll find success. I know. <laughs> It'll take me like ten hours to beat it, but I could do it. <laughs> do it, Ben. I believe in you. All right, Anthem. I'm trying to stay optimistic. I'm glad we have an update. And that's that's it. Me too. I really am. I, I want the best for this game. Me too. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool game. Yeah. It's a great concept. And the customization yep. was cool. Yep. You know, the different things very you could cool. do with the... Yeah. It was very cool. Vin, I'm feeding you a lot of news today. But um, you did spend a lot of time writing up these two Assassin's Creed okay. articles. So <clears throat> go for it. Okay. We're back to reading a little bit more. All right. So, Assassin's Creed, we've gotten a little bit of a, a little new news updates from some devs. I have two main uh, things that we've learned about Assassin's Creed Valhalla in the last week. Um, one of them is that Assassin's Creed Valhalla map size is a bit larger than Odyssey's, confirms Ubisoft. This is from Alex Avard at GamesRadar. Um, <clears throat> In an interview with YouTuber Ubisoft dev Lafare, that's this is it's a French name. I I know I butchered it. I don't really the know. Yeah, something like that. Said that yeah, the map size like of Valhalla is bigger than 2018's Odyssey, which itself represented the largest sandbox the open world series has seen so far, coming in at around 90 square miles of playable terrain. It's ridiculous. That's a lot of miles. Um 30 by 30. So he says I would actually say, in terms of range, Valhalla is a bit larger than Odyssey. I do not have the exact figures at this stage, but we have not only created the whole country, which in this case is England, but a good part of Norway too. Um, there are other secret worlds which I cannot speak about today which contribute to the size of the game. It's not a small game. It's a game which is clearly ambitious, which will offer many hours of gameplay for the players. Um, we know that Valhalla will let you explore cities such as London and New York, or, sorry, London and York across the four kingdoms of England. But these latest comments suggest that the upcoming title, which is also launching for PS5 and Xbox Series X later this year, is even more ambitious than we first assumed. Now, this is a note from me at the bottom that says, this is against other reports we have seen that Valhalla's map is smaller than Odyssey because complaints Odyssey was too big. This is directly right. against what we reported on last week, that it was a smaller right. map. Um, I don't know. I forget what we talked about last week. That where we, where we heard that the map was smaller. Was it a different? It was definitely dev? from. It was a dev. So we have two devs saying <clears throat> different things. Um, right. Let me actually go back and look at the news docket. Yeah, that'd be good from to see last week. Um, Thanks. Um, yeah. So again, I I know this is like beating a dead horse. I'm not angry about there being a bigger map and I wouldn't be mad if it's a smaller map either way they're going to make what's right for their game you know yeah I trust him I I do agree the Odyssey's was a little too big but I would be fine having another big map if they just fill it with things to do and actually mm -hmm. since Odyssey was so big it really felt like you were exploring it like there was always somewhere where I hadn't gone and that was kind of exciting um, whereas if you're just revisiting the same places, that can get kind of old. But if there's nothing to do in general, then it's always going to be old. It's going to get old real fast. Mm -hmm. What's it looking like? 
I have to kind of skate around because it wasn't last week. Okay. Was it last week? I believe so, yeah. Um, um, I guess while well, you're looking for that, mm-hmm. I can start with the next piece of Assassin's just, Creed news. Just, just keep going through the Assassin's yeah. Creed news, yeah. So the next piece of news we got is from Zoe Trepanar at Game Rant, and she says, Assassin's Creed Valhalla won't force players to grind. Um, a Kotaku interview with uh, Ash- Ashraf Ismail, the creative director of the game, revealed some key info about the progression system. Most games through Assassin's Creed Syndicate allowed players to gain skills and gear through story advancement and exploration. Origins and Odyssey deviated from the formula by integ- integrating levels and experience points, though some Odyssey players found it frustrating to have a level grind in order to stay involved in the main story. Many players are curious now as to whether Assassin's Creed Valhalla will have the same format. Many Odyssey players found themselves being taken out of the main story and forced to level grind. Valhalla will have a large number of activities available outside the story, like Viking raids and rap battles, but it sounds like they are meant to supplement the main story and not drag the player out for arbitrary grinding. the game director said he wants to avoid players hitting a progression spike that will lead to this exact problem of players being forced to grind so they can continue the narrative. Aside from Odyssey's level and experience system being just plain annoying, it also led to players abusing story creator mode, mode to unfairly farm XP. Um, so basically, it's a very good sign that the creative director is speaking out so strongly against grinding in Valhalla, and Ubisoft seems to have learned from their big mistake in Odyssey. And James, you were talking about this last week also, that you didn't want to have to grind like to reach certain levels in Odyssey, right? That was one of the things that was stopping you from playing. Um, That was one of the things that was stopping me from playing Odyssey because of my experience in Horizon Zero Dawn. Right. Um, And yeah, Odyssey definitely falls, uh, falls in that category. So it's good to hear that they're creating ways where you will not have to grind because there was a time where I would spend like three days grinding and then play the next story mission on the fourth day because I wasn't like, that was at its worst. I hate that. Um, so it's good. That would it's, drive me it's good they're trying to uh, make that better. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, did you find good. anything about the map size, people? Um, it's all overwritten by recent news about. Okay. Um, I didn't find anything in our dockets. Forget about it then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all my Odyssey news. That's there's my Odyssey weekly dump that I took. That's great. I love I'm it. very excited for this game. I am too. I am and that's coming from the dude who didn't play Odyssey because he was too deterred from not necessarily the size but just the grindy yeahness of it. Sure. So um next on the news, yep. Is a particular event. Yeah. Coming out of Fortnite, you know, they did the Travis Scott concert. Now, it is the Christopher Nolan Tenet trailer. Wait, that was backwards F. This is a regular F. Is this your left hand? Yeah, it's my okay, left good. hand gives the F. Okay, good. Um, this was revealed yesterday. Um, it was literally... The trailer was supposed to come out at 9 a.m. yesterday morning. There was no trailer at 9 a.m. At 3 p.m., we get tweets saying, 
that there will be a Fortnite event in one hour revealing the trailer. What the hell? What the hell, man? Keep going. I, I don't even know. There's not much substance here. It's just me being mad. So the Fortnite event was really just Jeff Keighley interviewing John David Washington. Yep. Um, but now they have the trailer up today without, like, the just Fortnite just the trailer. Yeah. yeah, just the Fortnite. It's just the trailer. And it looks great. But um, yeah. I actually, my buddy, uh, I was in one of my meme group chats and someone dropped the news that um, it was coming through Fortnite. And I was just like, yeah. Ugh, gross, why? And he was like, what, why? Like, it looks good. I said, the marketing strategy. Yeah, I don't um, get it. And I don't I don't get it that they, they cater to the, I get it, because Fortnite is widely popular, and, like, a lot of right. us who want people. But, like, why would you cater to that audience for a Christopher Nolan movie? It seems out of place, and it actually, I think it discredits the I totally film agree. a little bit, because it, I can't take it seriously, because no. now I'm like, oh, that's the movie that had the trailer in Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would think Christopher Nolan is the farthest person I would ever yes. think to have a Fortnite trailer. Not in a million years would I think this. And to double it up, Christopher Nolan's a big uh, person that doesn't like uh, like video on demand and stuff. He wants the theater experience. He's a big pusher of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, I cannot think of a worse way to watch a trailer than in Fortnite. Not, I literally can't. James, after this was released, Christopher Nolan went on to Variety and told them that he will be having a watch-along party inside of Fortnite of a different movie, like one of his previous movies. He hasn't said which one, but potentially you can go into Fortnite coming in, in the coming months and watch a full two-and-a-half-hour Christopher Nolan epic in Fortnite. The worst, the worst possible way to watch any of his movies. One of the greatest directors of all, our time playing one of his feature films in Fortnite. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Look at James. Take a picture. That's me right now on the inside. Okay? <laughs> Can you imagine watching Inception inside of Fortnite? Any of the Batman movies, like The Dark Knight? And then you get your Batman skin for Fortnite right afterward. Buy a $20 Batman skin and watch The Dark Knight. No. With Christopher Nolan. Like, dude, like, seven-year-olds play this game. They're not going to show The Dark Knight, you know (laughs) what I mean? I can just think of as Christopher Nolan and a bunch of people who are actually there for, like, hey, they seriously want to watch it. And there's that one kid who's just screaming in the mic. He's scared as hell. Joker's on screen and he's like crying. <laughs> the dogs are barking in the background. His mom's yelling at him. It's chaos. You're trying to hear Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> dialogue in Inception, and you're like, dude, this kid won't shut the hell up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my. Interstellar, I, I... two hours and fifty minutes, watching Interstellar on a tiny screen inside of Fortnite. No. I can imagine just some dude in the back. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> some other kid's like, bro, this is my 17th time watching Inception, and I have a full film breakdown if you want to look on my website after this Fortnite event. That's what's going to happen. Some dude is watching it on their phone while Fortnite <laughs> is up, and it's 
That's Dude, explaining it. Even worse, somebody's watching a stream of someone playing Fortnite watching <laughs> the movie. Okay, that's how it's gonna go. It's gonna be awful. Christopher Nolan, I, what the hell are you thinking? I want to join just to see, like, what happens. Me too. I, as a matter of fact, I think I will. Mark my words, I'll be re-downloading <laughs> Fortnite and checking this out. Even though I'm so against it, I have to see what the reality of this is. I have to mean it. I'm it's doing it for the podcast, now. okay? I'll, okay? I'll have a full live reporting. It, it's going to be Apocalypse Now, Ben. It's going to be a what? Apocalypse Now. Oh, basically. It basically will be. Yeah. Okay, that went all... That, that topic went on longer than I expected to, but that might have been the best That's segment great. of our podcast so far. <laughs> I don't, all of our 16 episodes. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. That's it. Talking That's a lot of that. Fortnite. Okay. Fortnite! Um, Right. So the Modern Warfare Season 4 trailer and information dropped. I didn't watch it, but Vinny took notes, so... I'm just really I'm excited about Modern Warfare still. I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, so the teaser was in the layout of a wiretapped wire conversation with yes. classic COD classified intel all over it. You know what I'm talking Throughout about, the like te- the files with the with the crossed out stuff. And sure, sure. Classified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Throughout the teaser, excuse me, <clears throat> they talk about one man. At the end, they show a blurry picture who appears to be Captain Price, suggesting he will be the season four operator. Other images show blurred guns. People have guessed that the Vector SMG and the Galil AR. Very excited about the Galil. Yep. We'll be returning to Call of Duty, but Vinny. Was ve- was sorry. The vector was Vinny's go-to in Black Ops Two, so he's stoked. Yep. However, the Galil was my go-to in Black Ops Two, so this is the perfect pairing. The Galil was my uh, zombies kind of choice, one hundred percent always. Very solid. It made a very cool sound when you yeah. shot it, dude. Especially after you pack a punch it. Oh my right. gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember. It, I always liked the reflex sights because they were like yeah longer. Dude, Black Ops Two was this. the game. Probably the best Black Call of Duty. They should just remaster. Like th- that should be Treyarch's next game. Next game, instead of doing Black Ops Cold War, it's just Call of Duty Black Ops. And yeah. Then, but that's also hard because then they can't. They'd have to span the the time. Yeah. Because Black Ops goes from Vietnam to like future. Yeah. God, Black Ops Three sucked. That's all I gotta say. God bless Black Ops 2. That was the peak yeah. of... 1 and gaming. 2 are, are my favorite Call of Duties. Even though Modern Warfare 2 I is liked so one. classic. But, mm. I liked one, but I played more of 2. Oh, me too. Absolutely. So, yep. <clears throat> excuse me, going back to the info about the, uh, the trailer and info. Rumors point to a new Warzone map, but Vinny thinks that the map is too fresh for that. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple map changes, but not a completely new map. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, I don't think they would scrap like a couple months. Right. I, do you think they're going to pull a Fortnite and like do big events that change like the the geoscape um, of the map? If they do, I think it'll be a little different. I think it'll be 
like with the new season and the new like storyline that's happening cuz like the storyline this season is that Alex comes back from the dead after he dies in the campaign um or whatever sure. uh but maybe who knows maybe with this season uh we have price and something happens to the map as a result of what price does with the enemies or whatever i don't know there's there's opportunity obviously they can't go as insane as fortnite and if they copy fortnite that's sure. a bad look if they completely mm-hmm. copy mm-hmm. But i'm gonna be honest with you i have no idea what the hell's going on with the current um storyline in fortnite modern warfare oh it's pretty much i didn't play the weak. campaign okay all right campaign's great though highly recommend if you haven't checked that out already I know, I've started it, but I haven't finished it. Yep. Any other yep. thoughts, Finn? That's not really. Okay. I'm sure we'll get a full trailer in the next couple weeks, because uh, Season 3 ends in, like, 10 days or something like that, so... Mm. We'll see. All right. We'll see. All I care about is I have enough COD points that I don't have to pay money to buy the next season. That's very nice. Yes, I wish is. I was in the same boat. Heck Yeah. Okay. All right. To get in some politics analytics. Yes. James, Platinum you Games. Should take this one. Okay. Yeah. Platinum Games suggests that it wouldn't be interested in selling up to Xbox, and so um, Atushi Aniba, um, one good. of the devs from Platinum Games, I think he's actually the the lead creative director or whatever of Platinum Games, in an interview with VGC, this comes straight from uh, VideoGamesChronicle.com, an interview with VGC said that selling the studio at Microsoft's stage would be, quote, the opposite, end quote, of what it's trying to achieve with steps into self-publishing. So Platinum is trying to get to be more of an independent studio, um, mm-hmm. And so, basically, throughout this whole article, we'll see that, like, because they want to be stand on their own two feet as a developer, they don't think that partnering with Microsoft would allow them to do that and that they would force to, like, basically um, have Microsoft as a co-lead for the game and basically have a very high amount of influence on the Japanese developer. Um, right. But... Um, the converse, even though this is like a big article that like they wouldn't do it, the conversation from Xbox and even so, Phil Spencer has said like he wants more like Japanese first party games yeah. to get more into that audience, right? Um, but the conversation of um, Platinum selling up to Xbox has not come to the doorstep of Platinum Games, um, okay. So this isn't actually anything that has been in talks or um, has been presented to them. This is simply hypothetical. Um, That being said, um, Iniba goes on and says, it's not that we're disinterested in Microsoft, but if the relationship were to be us working under their direction, I feel like that would be the opposite of what we're trying to do now and limit our possibilities. Any opportunities that would limit our freedom, I think would be we would be against. And so, as you know, or as you might assume, Xbox's sales in Japan are not only bad, right. they are dreadful. Um, I wrote, they are extremely lackluster and regularly among the lowest selling games hardware in the region. Yeah. Um, 
That's According to the market research sense. company IDC, Xbox One has only made 0.3% of its global sales in Japan, Dude. with 15,339 units in 2018, compared to 1.7 million for PS4 and 3.5 million for Switch. It makes sense that Switch is the highest in Japan. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But, dude, only 15,000 units of Xbox in it's, Japan? Yeah. That's, that's like, awful. That's really bad. It, it's bad. Um, Bayonetta designer uh, Kamiya said that he felt Microsoft, quote, could do more to market towards actual Japanese gamers' tastes for their yeah. console. And so, to me, this kind of comes off as, like, Xbox is the whitewash company, and, like, it just sounds like it is the white people's, like, console. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, okay, let's think about this also. Uh, PlayStation and Switch are both from there. You're right. That is a very good point. Sony and Nintendo. Um, So, I mean, obviously they're going to sell a little bit better, but also... If we had that mindset that they're going to sell better where they're from, then we've completely proved that wrong here because Sony is outselling Microsoft and Microsoft's in the here. U.S. So yeah. it's 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 not even that it's a lose lose for Microsoft. Exactly, exactly. Which is it's hard here, man. Like fifteen thousand units yeah. in Japan is really, is that's sad. That's not good at all. That ain't that I ain't I can imagine there's. The people that actually have Xboxes in Japan, yeah, they must have the hardest time. Dude, I think it's collectors only. It's mm. nobody's actually playing these things to play them. They're just like, okay, yeah. well, I gotta own all the consoles. You gotta think, there's at least 15,000 sure. people that are collectors out there. Mm-hmm. Not people that are gaming on them regularly. Sure. Imagine that one guy trying to play like an online game. Uh, in Japan. Of like Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with on Xbox and he's match made with the same guy over and over again and they're they're best friends now because they've only played the games with each other. They have to coordinate what they're gonna play because they can't That's all of the else. Xbox gamers in Japan. They only all play with each other because they yeah. can't find anyone else to play with. Yep. It's yep. so sad. Um it's pretty sad. He goes on to say it's never been cultivated for Japanese tastes. Right. And going back to Neva, he notes that uh, quote, I agree with the foreign feeling nature of the hardware, but I also admire that Phil wants to try hard in Japan. I would love to give him some advice, but I also feel that the success route into Japan has not always been about having the best hardware. End quote. But, That's been a very historically... Sorry, just no, no, this one mm-hmm. point. Um, <clears throat> historically, Xbox has been like always concerned about having like the beefiest, best hardware. Um, mm-hmm. in the game and as we know with the Playstation 4 as well as the Playstation 5 it's that Sony wants the games like they yeah. are more about the studios that produce these great games you've seen that with Last of Us you've seen that with God of War you've seen that with Uncharted right um, you know and even um, Japanese games as well as they're finding success and this isn't really to defend Microsoft but we've we've seen them taking steps to make yes, this better yes we have like, in right. the Inside Xbox event. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, what was that game called? Uh, oh. It looked sweet. Yeah, I remember. But, 
It was the they hack and slash. There. Yeah, the, the hack and slash. Yeah. Um, and they're, I think now they're starting to realize that they're totally missing out on this market. Um, oh yeah, when they only have point three percent of your global sales in Japan. Exactly. But you can't just like turn that around with a snap of the finger. You gotta have games. You gotta start yeah. like a whole, the a whole push. Um, but they're starting it, so. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Props to Microsoft for yeah. sticking um, it out out there. For sticking it out and actually trying. Yeah. It. God. Yeah. I uh, like how we can. This is also funny. Yeah. Go we ahead. can pinpoint to the one Xbox. We have fifteen thousand three hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> Like, an exact number of Xboxes, whereas PlayStation is 1.7 million. We don't have all those extra digits that we yeah. care about. I just think it's yeah. funny that we can go all the way to the exact Xbox. Okay, that's it. It's Thanks. hard. <laughs> we can find the exact last Xbox sold. Mm-hmm. That's yep. funny. Um, Alright, so from IGN, speaking of PlayStation 5, um, it is reportedly 100 times faster than the PS4. Yeah. Awesome. Which is hard for me to imagine. This is it's just a small thing, but I thought it was worth noting. It yeah. is hard for me to believe. Um, during a corporate strategy meeting, Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida noted Epic. that PlayStation 5... Thank you. <laughs> I tried. Uh, you PlayStation it. 5's processing speeds are, quote, approximately 100 times faster than PS4, end Let's quote. Go. And so, they say that this is due to their custom-designed high-speed SSD, the one that has been credited with the um, ability to really make all of these progressive strides in terms of game development and um, yeah. running these huge games like we saw in the um, tech demo that we saw last right. week for um, for Summer Games Fest. Yeah. Okay. I want to throw you a little question real quick. Throw um, a question, man. Basically, from the um, hardware, the Mark Cerny, uh, you know, uh, event where they talked about yes. the processing power and everything like that, um, which we covered on our show. Go watch the episode. We did, yeah, about probably six episodes ago, ish. Um, ish. Uh, okay. From what I was looking up, it is going to ha- PS Five will have a graphics card that is close to the twenty seventy. Uh, like the GTX 2070, around there. Now that what, card 1070 alone. 1070 2070. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Um, that card alone, maybe at the lowest, can be bought for like 450 bucks at the lowest. Yeah. Right um, now it's 400 bucks on Newegg.com. Yeah. How the hell are they gonna have that al- alone in this PS5 and make it? $400 or $500. Well, there were rumors that they were going to sell it at a cost because they were so confident that they would sell. Um, like, a, what cost are we talking about? More than 500 I don't think they'll push 5 No, no, no. As in, like, a cost to them. Oh, yeah, right. And But that's the thing. Are they going to take a couple hundred dollars in cost or are they going to take, like, 50 they can't do a couple hundred um, to themselves. But an <clears throat> excuse me, an internally produced hard piece of hardware such as the SSD that is custom made, mm-hmm. would it be cheaper to make because it is internally produced? 
Could be. And they don't have to. Hmm. Definitely could be. Just a thought. Yeah. So maybe the major expense for the console is the graphics card. And so that's what you're paying the majority of, right? But then Yeah, because, I mean, they said ray tracing and everything, so it has to be. That's all on the graphics card. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, yeah, I guess a lot of it. But that was it. There's no really answer to the question. It was just to incite discussion. <laughs> no, that's good. I love it, Vin. Okay. All right. You want to take we this are 56 time? minutes in, and we have six more things. Five more things. Yeah, you take this one. No, no, we have one, two, three. We have three more. Oh, one. G2A. You're right, you're right, you're right. right. Okay, hit me with that G2A action. All right, so, for a long time, the legitimacy of G2A, the um, secondhand games online retailer marketplace, has sold a lot of discounted games. Yep. And so for a while, it was it was the most ethical decision that if you were an informed um, gaming consumer that you would not buy games right. off of G2A because they um, you are not giving the developers the money that they ask for for yeah. their games, right? Yes. So this was because everyone thought that G2A stole game vouchers, mm-hmm. or at least purchased stolen game vouchers at a reduced cost or just illegitimately obtained them. game yeah. vouchers for a reduced cost. Now, G2A finally admitted, this is from IGN, Okay. admitted to selling 198 illegally obtained copies of the game Factorio, which is a, a resource management simulator. Okay. And it. so they, in response G2A agreed to pay Woob Software this is the devs of Factorio 10 mm-hmm. times the value of any bank initiated refund costs that Factorio paid in relation to each of the 198 illegitimate keys sold via its marketplace mm-hmm. now earlier claims said that it would be um, happy to compensate developers if they could just prove that the games have been stolen, which sounds a little shady. <clears throat> yeah, that is a little shady. Because it's like, well, if you can prove that we did it, then we'll be happy to compensate you. Sounds right. a little facetious. Um, however, they said, uh, quote, in order to assure honesty and transparency, we'll ask a reputable and independent auditing company to make an unbiased examination of both sides, the developer's okay. store and G2A marketplace. The cost of the first three is on us, and that is G2A, and then every next one will be split 50-50 between the two companies. End quote. Uh, so That's Woob an Software, interesting split up there. It, it is interesting. Um, Woob Software accepted, but couldn't find any auditing companies that met their agreed requirements. And so, um, they both agreed that G2A would proceed with an internal investigation, which marks shady for my... Why? Oh, James, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Yeah, what's up? Why is G2A doing their own investigation on what they did wrong? They know what they did wrong. Dude, G2A is sketchy. Ah! Okay. Yeah. You have to keep going. Woob Software... 
claimed that 321 keys were sold illegitimately. This is not just a factoria, but just okay. in general. 321 in general. keys were sold illegitimately. Now, they finally found that only 198 of the 321 were sold by G2A, and the 123 others were sold via other marketplaces. So, they did illegitimately sell 198, but those 123 others, although were illegitimately obtained, were sold via other marketplaces. Right. And so the blog post um, then claims that, sorry, my headset is a little tight. Um, (laughs) The blog post claims that, this is G2A, that the Mm -hmm. 10 times value compensation they stated earlier was a limited time offer and adjust the promise afterward to just full compensation for chargeback fees incurred. James, I think it's officially time to say G2A, hashtag G2A is over party. I think that's kind of where we're at now. Um, Cancel G2A. Yeah, I would say this is a shit show. James, you did a good job uh, with the summary here. You did Thank a good you. job with that, because that could have been a very long... Like, that could have been a long follow-up, but that was good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I... I don't know, man. I, obviously, you hear this, and G2A is doing just some shady shit, and I don't know what this... I don't know. That's it's all I super shady, man. It's just... it. I got... It feels slimy. It's very slimy. They're going back on their word. They're mm-hmm. admitting... They're admitting some stuff that they did, but not everything that they did. They just keep revealing a little bit more. Um, right. They're investigating themselves. Why? I don't know. That's I don't know. This is very interesting. So we don't know how this is going to really turn out yet. We don't. We just know this that is they in progress. are now... Yes. We just know that they are... Awarding full compensation for chargeback fees incurred. Okay. On. That's the current that, agreement. That's the current agreement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I actually hope we have a follow up that says exactly what happens. Because I'm I curious I to hope... see. G2, G2A is going to go back on the word and be like, oh, well, actually, we are going to go back to. We're going to give you 50% of what they were, or something like that, you know? Right. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yep. God, it's comedy. Okay. All right. Video game spending reaches a record high during the pandemic. This is from Sean Knight at TechSpot. These are some cool numbers. Uh, So U.S. consumer spending on video games reached an all-time high in the first quarter as gamers looked to quell boredom while ordered to stay at home to slow the spread of COVID-19. For the three-month period ending March 23rd, God, I cannot read, March 33rd, 31st, the U.S. video game industry generated $10.86 billion in total revenue. That's an increase of 9% compared to the same year, the same period a year ago, according to the NPD Group's Quarter 1 2020 Games Market Dynamics Report. Um, video game content software accounted for 9.58 billion of the total an 11 percent increase year over year doom eternal modern warfare minecraft and animal crossings were among the best selling during this quarter 
On the hardware side, console, console makers raked in $733 million, led by strong sales of, a Nintendo, of the Nintendo Switch, which continues to be next to impossible to find at retail. Accessory sales, meanwhile, increased 1% in the quarter to $503 million. James, there was $9.58 billion in video games sold in the last three months, just in the U.S. The... I've been saying this for a long time, but the games industry is very lucrative. I agree. More than people realize. And okay. the games industry makes more money than the film industry, by far. Yep, it does. But it's also they cost more money to make sometimes, you know? That is true. I did think of that. Um, but this is pretty crazy. And a little bit of this is like no shit, Sherlock. Of course, it's going to go up during pandemic when people have nothing else to do. Um, yeah, but, but, I mean, this is only, think about this in perspective, that this is a, uh, where's the percentage, a 9% increase compared to the yeah. same period a year ago, and that's a, that's a marginal increase, that is an increase, but it's a marginal increase, and think about what little of a difference that 9% makes in comparison from last year to this year, right? You go from... Right. If it's just a 9% increase, that means that there's already so much there's money being increased. spent. Right. Okay. On video games. Um, I just did the math. Please okay. correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I could not do that because I'm not good at math. Okay. I put $9.58 billion sure. divided by 60. If a game... It were, let's assume that these games were sold at $60. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was 158,346,666 games sold. It's a hell of a lot of games, man. To make that is 9. good. That is, billion. It is and it isn't good math because not every game is sold at $60. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just the assumption that for the full price game, obviously. However, yeah. wouldn't there be even more... You would come out with a bigger number if you reduce that because there are games sold at $40 and $30 yep. and $20, especially on sale. So mm-hmm. it's actually probably, I want to say, like, maybe double that. You're saying there's damn near 300 million games that sold in these last Potentially, because they're not all sold at $60 a game. Yeah, that's that's true. But that's like a major speculation number. I wouldn't put any. I wouldn't put the number that I just got anywhere near the truth. That's just from my sure. thought process of trying to uh, quantitize this. Sure. Um. It's a lot. That's a lot. Lot. It's a lot of games. Yeah, it is. Okay. Last story, James. Take it. Last story. <clears throat> no, no, no. You wrote this, bro. Okay. All right. Take your story, dog. Uh, GTA Online cheating is even more rampant during free give- giveaway. This is from Tyler Wild at PC Gamer. That's an awesome name, Tyler. Tyler Wild. It's a solid name. It is. Okay. Grand Theft Auto V is free on the Epic Game Store for PC for a limited time. As anyone could have predicted, the free copies of GTA V have resulted in a spike in cheating, given that the permabans are no big deal when there's no money on the line. Over the weekend, one acquaintance told GTA Online called GTA Online unplayable, partially because Rockstar servers are not handling the influx of players well, and partially because of modding. 
and in the GTA community, modding is like cheating, but uh, people don't hate modders because sometimes modders make the online experience more fun with different sorts of stuff. It's sure. it's only cheating when those mods inhibit gameplay. That's what I've read about. Right. I haven't really played much Grand Theft Auto Online, so I can't really speak to that. Um, Rockstar does issue bans for screwing with GTA Online lobbies, so once the epic epic giveaway is over the latest influx of modders may die down a little if you don't have it gta 5 can be claimed for free on the epic game store until may 21st which is yesterday sorry so i'm sorry i i hate when i write these a couple days ahead of time and then it's like oh i, I really got to check the dates to make sure it's even i can even it's tell these, these kids they can pick it up you know um, it happens yeah, that's it. So if you're having a really shitty time on GTA Online, it might die down in a couple days. Uh, that's it. That's the hope. That's the hope. Okay. Now it's time All for right. everybody's favorite segment. Random fun stuff, baby. Random fun stuff. I'll kick it off for you, Ben. Kick it off, baby. PlayStation Now has 2.2 million subscribers. A surprising number, in my mind, because... It's I never thought PlayStation Now would really kick off. How many million uh, consoles are there? Like 120 million or something like that at the latest number we have? Um, yeah, something like that. So it's a very small percentage. Yeah, it's like less than 2%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not okay. great. They could be making nope. some good money. If they that, really if, ga- if it was Game Pass, I think know. of the amount of money that Sony would accrue. Dude, random sidebar? I'm trying to build this parts for my PC and stuff and look at it. Sure. A lot of these graphics cards come with, um, like, three months of uh, Xbox Game Pass for a PC. There's some great deals out there. Yeah, they're really trying. They're really pushing it. Okay. Sea of Thieves is coming to Steam on June 3rd with full cross-play support, which is awesome. And obviously really cross-play cool. would only mean PC and Xbox because... It's, it's not on PS4. Yeah. But that's good. Yeah. Cross-play. Yeah. CD Projekt Red, or CD Projekt, becomes most the most valuable video game company in Europe. This is very surprising to me. It just, it uh, overtook Ubisoft, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, and um, CD Projekt is not a particularly huge studio. Yeah, I, I, it's not giant, right? but they just make great content. Right, so... It's the most valuable video game company in Europe now. That's crazy to me. Very cool. Good job, CD Projekt. Love you guys. There's another thing I was reading uh, that CD Projekt, like, their investors, they have less investors, but with a way higher, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the business term for donating a lot of money. (laughs) Oh. um, Uh, Forget it. Anyways, big profiles of money from... A smaller amount of investors, which is making them more valuable, apparently. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, James, take this next RFS, because I know you're excited about it. Your horse in Ghost of Tsushima cannot be killed. It will get scared and run away. That's it. Yep. You don't have to... I don't have to deal with little Sebastian dying all day in Red Dead 2. No. Thank God. He will live forever. Future seasons of Fallout 76 content will be free. Cool. Nobody plays this game, James. That's what hurts. <laughs> That's what really hurts. 
and they tried to <laughs> how much was it for the last season like a hundred dollars or something where, where no were, way you're kidding no they they had like a hundred dollar update for fallout 76 that was supposed to give you stuff it was outrageous that's insane there's a serious Sam 4 teaser trailer out from Devolver Digital. Releases in August for Steam and Sierra. Finn, have you ever played the old serious Sam games? I grew up on these games. Are we talking... Are, are we talking serious Sam like the Pajama Sam guy? Because that's what no, I think of. No, that's think incredibly Sam. different. Pajama <laughs> Sam is badass, okay. but I think... serious Sam is a, a first-person shooter in okay. which it's just like the original gore shooter that you just like run around and you go through levels um oh. I, yeah i know what it do is. you remember this do you know this I game do remember. i do yes okay uh um when's the last time we've seen a serious sam game it was serious sam 3 and i think it came out yeah. in like 2013 okay so it's, it's i a didn't long time play, it was really hard actually okay uh it was called bfe um, I don't know what the BFE stands for, um, but it came out in 2011. Oh, man. I remember I played it, and it was just stupid hard. So nine years since we've had a serious same game. I can't wait. I didn't know that Devolver Digital put these out. Me neither. Gotta love Devolver. Yeah. Okay, uh, Civilization Six is free on the Epic Game Store. Iron Man VR demo is out now. So Seems if you have PlayStation VR, yeah, go play it. Go get started. Go grab that in. demo. Uh, Saints Row the Third Remastered received a seven from IGN and is sitting at a seventy Metascore. Also, did you see However, the screenshots of like I did? The, I looked the comparison. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. I read the Polygon article, and they gave it the Polygon recommends because they said this is one of the best remasters they've ever seen. Damn. Okay. Better than Mafia but, Two, I bet. Better than Mafia Two. God, I can only hope. Uh, mm-hmm. Last of Us Two limited edition PS4 Pro controller and headset all announced. Now available for pre-order. Available June nineteenth. It looks great. It, it looks, looks really cool. Amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the etching, like the tattoo etching. Or Ellie's tattoo mm-hmm. on the top of the PS4. So sick. Very cool. Then uh, you got the best one. Man Eater Shark RPG out now. Now, I actually watched some of this gameplay last night on Twitch uh, when I was surfing. <laughs> uh, and it looks super fun. This guy was literally a shark like eating other sharks and stuff and he was like dodging out of the way and like speeding towards him and like doing a bite he had a whole strategy down like it was not just like um that one stupid shark ios game where you jump out of the water and eat people I remember that it was one. like a it was a hungry shark evolution like full mechanics like wow shark game going on well if you're just looking for that shark game itch then this is the one for you that's right that is right and that concludes random fun stuff that concludes random fun stuff thank you so much for watching this strictly casual podcast please join our discord link in server link in hey. description and if you want to follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash babashinga and twitch.tv slash strictly yamez is that mm-hmm. still what it is okay yep, that's it 
sometimes we do that too. So there's that. Sometimes we do that too. Yeah. I'm trying to get a webcam right now, but uh-huh. because everyone and their mother wants a webcam, yeah, it's not happening. Hey, if anybody wants to link us to webcams that are not inflated and in stock, let me know. True. Okay, that's a wrap. Peace out, everybody. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a phenomenal day. Have a great weekend.